You are listening to a paid commercial program. The opinions expressed are solely those of the program producer or sponsor and not those of NRG Media LLC. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on the Mighty 1290 Coil, the Mighty1290Coil.com, and the Mighty 1290 Coil mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge. Hope you're having a fantastic day as the sun is starting to pop out here in the heartland. Uh, winter is almost over, but... There's still a few uh, cold things happening uh, as it relates to the Affordable Care Act, which is about to celebrate a birthday coming up here on the 23rd. And so we're going to be talking about the law as well as the other changes in the insurance and healthcare industries. Welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge again. I am Sean McGuire. Thank you so much for your time and for tuning in to the program, whether you're listening live here on News Talk 1290, I guess they've been rebranded. Or if you're listening on our Edie Bella SoundCloud page, which has just recently, Alan Hager, covered 25,000 listens on that SoundCloud page. There must be some people listening out there. That's awesome to hear. I'm uh, proud to be a part of the show and proud to be uh, part of that uh, 25,000. Sure, yeah, it wasn't all us. Uh, we no. we obviously have other things doing, such <laughs> as keeping up with everything that is happening. And uh, here's something that caught our attention, thanks to our super producer, Matt, over there. Fact sheet on the Affordable Care Act, healthy communities nearly six years later. Um, there's a lot of talk uh, about uh, how effective is this law with regards to access. That's why it was passed in the first place. How do we keep the 50 million or just shy of that how do we keep them from going to the emergency room without insurance so uh the answer was according to policymakers was let's create a massive law to tackle that called the affordable care act and according to the obama administration the aca is working and thanks to the aca 17.6 previously uninsured people gained coverage during the open enrollment period and Alan Hager, that's an important point, but they were supposed to cover about twice as many of that when the law was right. put through. So are they on track as far as you're seeing, or are they kind of just uh, spinning their wheels a little bit? I believe they're spinning their wheels because let's remember the number was more like 35, 36 million uninsured that the administration said would cut be covered or that would get coverage uh, on this. But what I think we're seeing is that the young indestructibles are are, are not uh, getting health insurance. And our super producer, Matt, showed us uh, this uh, shared responsibility fine from the IRS that uh, this person said, I chose not to pay $1,400 a month for insurance, so I got a nice little fine thanks to the Affordable Care Act in the amount of $2,300. The show theme song is uh, one of my favorite ba bands, Dire Straits, and it's called Money for Nothing. And that is a quintessential example of <laughs> Money for Nothing. Exactly. And we're starting to see more people probably looking to make that decision. And I think this year you're going to see some more outrage as people are expecting to get their tax return. And to see that perhaps taken away because of this new pa penalty. Oh, no, totally. I, I t couldn't disagree with that more. You disagree? Or I agree. Oh, Excuse okay. me, God, I don't disagree on anything <laughs> Sean has to say unless it has to do with political candidates well, right now, which we might talk about a little bit later in well, the show. We will be talking about that later. Oh, good. Yeah. We have, what, five primaries uh, going on today, and the Democrats are here in Nebraska caucusing. Right. Like they do over across the river. So it should be uh, very interesting. We're going to share some political ads uh, that were on the radio. I saw one of them this morning, so we pulled that up. You mean heard? 
I saw it on TV. Oh, you you were saying on the radio. Oh, yeah, I don't know what's <laughs> going on. <laughs> no, I saw it on the news this morning, and it was uh, Hillary Clinton's um, latest ad, which is uh, going after a high-cost industry, which is the pharmaceutical industry. And we'll play that coming up, as well as uh, dissect at real Donald Trump's um, healthcare plan, which was released this week. I was kind of shocked to be uh, watching the news during the week at night and see that uh, there was actually a, that was one of the headlines. And it was a policy. Yeah, issue seven as points to uh, something else. <laughs> seven points, and it's excellent, dude. It's huge. Oh, it is huge. What you know? What else is huge is. Um, the uh, price tag on Bernie Sanders' tax plan, which recently was released this year, and uh, wasn't it extended to cost, a, was it $15 trillion over 10 years? $18 trillion Eight. over 10 years. So that'd be $1.8 trillion. Uh, just for the record, that, that would basically be uh, 50% of our federal budget. We would So we would have a 50% increase in, in spending offset by an awful lot of taxes on everyone. Gotta respect him. He doesn't. He doesn't sugarcoat it. He's like everybody's going to pay more uh, under my system. But well, I could, like the guy. Well, could that be why he, him, and Donald Trump are hitting a nerve with the public? Is because they don't sugarcoat it. They're telling it like it is. Whether you agree with either one of them or disagree, they're both telling it like it is. So that, that to me, that's why they're probably doing good compared to the other candidates. Winning. <laughs> I, I think um, Nebraskans would appreciate the fact of uh, Williams Jennings Bryan, um, who's one of the statues in the Statuary Hall, for right? The state, was a populist, right? And he was, he was almost like a Bernie Sanders or a Trump, like in his own ways. He he was very much of a man of of the people. And if you ever watch uh, one of my favorite miniseries, The Men Who Built America, from the History Channel. They talk about how those key guys basically bought the election uh, with the William McKinley because they didn't want Williams Jennings Bryan to win. Those messages are now resonating almost uh, 115 years later. Right. And it's because the people are outraged. They're outraged at Washington. They're outraged at government. They're outraged at corporate corruption, crony capitalism, all these different things that... Uh, you know, why Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders have gotten the traction they have, in my opinion. And so it's hard to dismiss 25 or 30 million people, you know. So I think at the end of the day, <laughs> we're going to see the largest turnout in the history of the country in November. You think so? Oh, I don't think there's any possible other way about it. I think we're going to see a huge turnout. Because I think Republicans are motivated, and Democrats, I don't think so much, especially if Hillary gets the nomination. Would, you think they'll turn out or no? I don't think so. Not if Hillary's the nominee. I, it doesn't strike me as her being uh, ha having that populist message. I think she has more of the same old, same old. Status quo. The status quo that Obama's brought. You know, because she's talking about Obama a lot of times, trying to make that third, have that third Obama term. There's some talk about a potential brokered convention. Well, today, Ryan's Pre or yesterday, Ryan's Priebus came out on that and said, under no circumstances will there be a brokered convention. It's highly unlikely. Well, that's good. So uh, that's, I think, all our worry because the bad... The, when you have a broker convention, nothing good comes out of it. Every time that there's been a broker convention and the Republicans have had it, it we've lost the the campaign, the, the election. So I, I just don't see that that being, being a good thing. When, what, do you remember when the last broker convention was? Or? Well, 76 was one, but I think the last one before that was like 1912 or something. So a long time ago, maybe 1928. Might have to go uh, hang out with LeBron in Cleveland, check it out. Maybe we should do the show from there. Yeah, that'd but, uh, be cool. I'm sure we cool. can get credentials. Yeah, man. Yeah. Something to consider. You know what else you should consider is uh, the candidates on health care. We're going to break down the two uh, leading candidates' health care plans, share some of their views. And 
some stories that caught our attention as well as retweets of the week. This is America's Healthcare Challenge. By the way, our Facebook page has a lot of really good content, including our story of the week, which we're also going to talk about uh, the air up there. One of my favorite movies, and it's not that. It's a different type of air. You're not going to want to miss it here on America's Healthcare Challenge. Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomenandatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Now that you've heard of Shama McGuire and HealthReformExplained.com, maybe it's time for his team to assess your company's situation. We have innovative strategies to help navigate this new maze created by the Affordable Care Act. For more, go to HealthReformExplained.com. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to the show. We're talking a little bit of politics this week, breaking down uh, the election. Super Tuesday was last week, but uh, Donald Trump did release his health care plan, so we've got some details and analysis on that. And also, uh, we're going to break down uh, some of Hillary Clinton's latest campaign ads, which are, are, are touching on an issue that we've covered in depth on this show, which is how expensive drugs are. Uh, hey, Matt, why don't we just listen to one of those first, and then we'll uh, talk about it. Heart disease, asthma, diabetes. Seven out of ten Americans take prescription drugs. But in the last seven years, drug prices have doubled. Hillary's going to take on the drug companies, require Medicare to negotiate lower drug prices, let people buy their prescription drugs from countries like Canada at half the price, and cap monthly prescription costs for every American. The drug companies have been overcharging long enough. It's time to fight back. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. I think a very effective ad, Alan, that resonates with a lot of people, regardless of your political affiliations, because this is an issue that is out there, and she is one of the only candidates that are hitting um, on this issue. Right. Um, what did you think of that ad? Had you seen that before? Yeah, I'd heard, I'd seen it on TV. Uh, I, I think she hits a nail on the head, but at the same time, she doesn't talk about the regulatory part of it. That one of the reasons is why is the, because of the ACA and the right. $85 billion surcharge that uh, was built into the law on the, that industry. Right, and so, you know, when we talk about how drugs come to market well most of the drugs that are created come to market here first and then go out to the rest of the world but to bring them to market i think the last time i saw was like two billion dollars for one drug to come to the market so at some point they have to recoup the the r&d costs and i think the r the total r&d for one drug is like four to five billion dollars total so uh, plus all the regulatory hurdles that these companies have to jump through. And so uh, I think the Affordable Care Act also probably threw more regulations at some of these pharmaceutical companies. And so some of that cost is probably due to some of that crap. And so uh, I, 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 she's telling part of the story, but not the entire story. So I would have to say a half-truth to it, in my opinion. One of the things that we've talked about in depth on this show is the consolidation all across many industries. Right. And, and, and that's happened in pharmaceuticals, so there's really less choice. <clears throat> that's another reason why it's expensive. And then another point is in favor of having the Medicare negotiate drugs uh, for for them and it's a good idea. Actually, if Trump was negotiating it, I, I might actually be in favor of it. But 
the boobs that they have uh, negotiating it in Department of Health and Human Services are actually screw it up. terrible. And, you know, while it's a great idea, the government is terrible at saying no. Mm-hmm. And it's not their money. So so they're much more likely to, to spend more. So well, and it sounds like a great idea. But do you want who would you rather? Ha- I mean, <laughs> wait, Sean, are you saying that socialism decreases competition? Is that what you're saying? Maybe. Maybe. And, and creates things that, like unintended consequences? I've never heard of that before. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all new to me. Yeah. That's what you get when you uh, pass a law that in the middle of the night and well, it's transformational you know, uh, yeah, across but, all these But let's, all, let's also remember, you know, we had the past this disaster of a bill to actually see what the heck was in the stand. we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Oh, thank you, Nancy Pelosi, for telling me what I already knew. And it was essentially an outline, and so some of these things are starting to play out. So anyways, that was was a good ad, but let's listen to the other side, the front runner, uh, the Donald. Uh, We have some Varney things breaking that down. Good good show. Uh, Let's listen to their analysis. Trump wants to increase competition by allowing insurers to sell plans, any plan they like, across state lines without regard to the state's own insurance regulations. That's called the free market. Fox Medical A-Team's Dr. Mark Siegel is with me. Sounds like a great plan. Free competition, uh, national insurance companies offer any plan you like, buy whatever you want. What's wrong with that? It's great. And sometimes Trump uses a verbal shorthand that gets him in trouble. The lines, the lines. It sounds like the lines in a doctor's office. He means state lines. He means if you have a health plan in Nevada, you should be able to bring it into New York. That will install national competition. It will drive down premiums. There's essentially a statewide monopoly in each state because you can't do that. Right. All three of them agree with that. It's huge. It has to be in there. Got it. That's a great idea, right, Sean? That increases competition. In theory, it would, but one of the um, things that people are very uh, in favor of is, you know, state regulation and insurance is one of those things that is regulated at the state level, Nebraska Department of Insurance. So if it were to be sold across state lines, they would have to have some sort of federal regulations would actually give more power to the federal government to control it. And I don't know if that would actually lead to more competition. Well, and at the same time, you would have to think, okay, so some of these plans that they would make across state lines, how many doctors do you actually have to have in the network to actually make it more competitive? You know, how many how, how many people, how many citizens would you have to actually have in the insurance plan to actually see lower costs? It would be really hard for me to just say, okay, we have one person in a plan in the state of Nebraska and... You're you're paying the same as say somebody in the state of New York that has fifteen thousand people in it, you know, and now that doctor or that insurance company is having to negotiate with, you know, all these different hospitals and doctors. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be really hard for me to believe that that's even remotely possible, in that instance. If you're wondering why we're laughing, it's actually. A- <laughs> Different things. So I, I love memes, uh, which is some, right. uh, a picture of somebody with a text, and uh, there's a picture of Bernie Sanders in a white suit, and they photoshopped uh, the mustache in, and he really looks like Colonel Sanders, and it says Sanders 2016 free chicken for everyone. Dull. <laughs> you Dull. have it. <laughs> pretty much. I don't know. It's but on on the other hand, his his other. Uh, ideas weren't bad and i think number one that i would like to point out too is that people being able to deduct medical expenses off of their individual tax return uh i think is an important thing well and i think the price transparency part of his uh plan uh that requires it individuals should also be able to shop to find the best prices for procedures exams and other medical related procedures um we've actually talked to somebody who actually has a website who does a lot of that, Jeannie Pender, remember? Yep. Uh, It also, I think, it allows individuals to fully deduct the cost of their health insurance premiums under, uh, under the current tax system. Businesses are allowed to do this. Why can't individuals? And so I think uh, those two plus block granting Medicaid to the states, 
are things that I like about his plan. That's. Do you think that block grant program would work? Uh, Why know, do they even have to send it out in the first place? Well, I think that state governments know what they know their people best. Know their in the you know, and states should be able to seek out and eliminate fraud, waste, abuse, as well as not worrying about having the federal government tell a state how to deliver care. So that's why I like block grant money rather than actual holding a gun to the state's head and saying you have to do it this way. I think it gives more flexibility to the states by block granting the money. So, uh, CHIP program is an example of a block grant program. Right. And, and, and for the most part, I think CHIP, S-CHIP has worked. I would say so. Yeah. Better than... Better most. than Medicaid, better than Medicare. Right. right. What caught your attention this week? Uh, one of my friends who works at the Council for Affordable Health Care, uh, they sent a letter to Senator Grassley uh, and the... Uh, who uh, has legislation out there, S-1697, that uh, allows small business to continue to provide health reimbursement arrangements Uh because IRS deemed them a group health care plan and can fine employees and employers $100 a day for having a HRA-type arrangement. Um, So this legislation would actually... uh, remove the IRS from being allowed to find small businesses. Uh, you know, the penalty for the entire year is 36500 per employee and is capped at a half a million dollars. And think about this. The penalty on businesses for failing to comply with the employer requirement of the ACA is $2,000 a year. There's actually that's one penalty. Yeah. Then there's another penalty if it's not affordable, which is three thousand dollars a year. Then right. there's a penalty if they don't file the forms. Yep. So that's five hundred dollars a form. Yep. And then um lo and behold, if they don't get it right and maybe the person was supposed to be on uh, offered insurance and didn't and somehow fell through the cracks and mm-hmm. gets sick or has an issue, like that could even potentially offer liabilities for that organization. So obviously if you're a business, the most important and effective approach, I would say, Alan, would be to go to healthreformexplained.com and, and subscribe to that newsletter, at least at the start, and learn about how Edie Bellis and their team of compliance and uh, healthcare consulting experts can help your organization. Totally. I couldn't agree more because we're the experts. We know what you are going to need to do to comply with the law as well as... Uh, find ways to make your business more competitive. The a the air up there. Uh, we're going to talk about that next, and also uh, Jim's got some information uh, from two weeks ago about uh, a Federalist paper that uh, was still looming out there. We're trying to figure out what that was. Uh, that and much more. Four zero two three four two twelve ninety. If you'd like to uh, get in after. The break. This is America's Healthcare Challenge. We'll be right back. Are you a business owner seeing your bottom line squeezed by rising healthcare costs? I'm Sean McGuire, and I founded E.D. Bellis Healthcare Consulting to provide health reform consulting so that your business does not get caught off with all the uncertainty in Washington. I was there on Capitol Hill when the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare, was created, and I have read the entire bill. Let me guide you through the maze of the American bureaucracy as you adapt to changing government rules and regulations that will impact your organization regardless of size. I offer custom services, including cost reduction strategies, training seminars for you and your employees, and strategic planning to help you prepare for the future. Regardless of what the Supreme Court decides, this issue is here to stay. Contact me today for a free consultation at www.healthreformexplained.com. That's www.healthreformexplained.com. At E.D. Ballas, we know healthcare. 
Are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information. They say every business should have an elevator pitch. Here's ours. We are E.D. Bellis, a consulting company specializing in healthcare reform, helping businesses navigate the new law. For more, go to HealthReformExplained.com. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on the Mighty 1290 Coil, the Mighty1290Coil.com, and the Mighty1290Coil mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Hope all's going well with you. I'm doing pretty good. How about you, Alan? Yeah, well, that's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> I love being here, but for some reason, I think it's the weather outside, getting that vitamin D finally from the sun. So, yeah, I'm happy to be out and about and especially being able to be here on the healthcare show. Yes, uh, or as Matt called it, I got to go do that stupid healthcare. No, you didn't say stupid. You're like, I got to go to that healthcare show or, or America's Healthcare Challenge. Yep. But, uh, Jim is on the phone on 402-342-1290. Jim, how are you? Hey, Sean and Alan. How are you guys doing today? Real good. You Awesome, thanks. Well, I'm doing really good myself. I'm trying to get things, like I told you guys, I would try to help you guys out with this uh, issue on this legislation that is passed that we don't quite understand the wording of. Talked about the uh, Federalist Papers. Uh, we found the Federalist Papers, number 62 by James Madison. Now, to be clear with you, and Alan could probably work with me on this, Alan is, probably knows that uh, I want to be straightforward with everybody now that uh, I do belong to the Republican, um, the Douglas County Republican Party. We have pursued the idea of an education committee, which we have finally put together, and we're in the process of uh, projects that we're working on. The reason why I say this is I'm learning the Federalist Papers myself, uh, but I have an individual. We're six members in the committee. I have an individual on the committee named Todd who's read the Federalist Papers, like you, Sean, on the Affordable Care Act. He's read it twice now. He understands the Federalist Papers really well, and he's got to give full credit for us finding number 62 where it says this. Now, uh, when you start reading number 62, um, there's five parts to it when you first start reading it. you got to go to part number four, and then there's four areas within that. And in the fourth paragraph of the fourth area, it states very clearly, I'm going to use a different word than what's as far as before policy because I found the definition of that word that makes more sense. There, there again, we got to understand what it, what it says. The internal effects of uh, changeable policy are still more glamorous uh, and I'm probably not pronouncing some of these words. I'm doing the best. But the, the part that we're really interested in here is that it poisons the blessings of liberty itself. It will be of little avail to the people that the laws are made by men of their own choice. If the laws be so volumeless that they cannot be read or so incoherent that they cannot be understood, if they be repealed or revised before they are promulgated or undergo such insistent changes that no man who knows what the law is today can guess what the law will be tomorrow. Law is defined to be a rule of action. But how can that be a rule which is little known and less fixed? <clears throat> Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Sounds familiar to what you went through, Sean. Yeah. So yeah. I, I told you guys that uh, this is things that we need to understand, that the, that the laws that are being passed, we need to understand the laws. And if you sit there and put Mrs. Pelosi on there saying, well, we can't tell you what it is until we pass it, our founders would be turning, I'm sure they are turning in their graves. I'm, they're just, it's, it's just incredible how well, our our representative government in Washington, D.C. controls us by doing what they do unconstitutionally. Well, and Jim, I would have to say that on that same line, Congress abdicated their authority in this legislation, especially when they gave the right to the Secretary of Health and Human Services to determine almost all of 
the Affordable Care Act rules and laws uh, by just simply stating that the Secretary of Health and Human Services shall have the right to determine XXXXX. Well, can I can I say something with what you just said? Sorry, yeah. What you're trying to say is Congress who makes laws, the legislative branch who makes laws, gave a cabinet member the right to determine or to make laws herself, and we sit by and don't say nothing about it? Well, that's exactly what happened in this case, because if you actually go into the law, think about what Nancy Pelosi said. Right. You have to pass the law to actually understand what's in the law, and think about just even the meaningful use piece okay yeah the meaningful use piece of this legislation and where we had to wait and wait and wait and wait for the secretary of health and human services to determine what meaningful use was but, okay. but, but and, listen to what you're saying though let's just be honest with yeah. each other it's a the point of what you're talking about is <clears throat> on constitution all the way around but we the people don't understand what's constitutional and what's not. That's why we put this education committee together. Right. Now, to be clear to both of you, and, 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 and uh, Alan, you know this already, Sean, we, we actually put on one of our projects the Commerce Clause, and your Affordable Care Act that you've been working on is part of that. Uh, we put that underneath the uh, Commerce Clause. So we will be looking into the Affordable Care Act. But this, what you guys have been doing for, I know it's been a couple of years now, uh, this is what needs to happen. The education, the re-education of the American people on their founding documents is what needs to happen. And and just the last thing, two last things I want to say to both of you. Um, we do have a purpose, uh, Alan. We did have a meeting last Wednesday, and we the purpose of the education committee of the DCRP is to promulgate the understanding of the founding principles of our constitutional republic, and that's what we are, by the way, a constitutional republic, not a Abs democracy. Absolutely. And to promote actions that adhere to those principles. That's the purpose of this education committee. We've got a lot of projects. Uh, last thing I want to ask is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, your uh, Health care or health reform explained, Sean. Yep. Yes. Is, uh, that, is there an email in there that I can send this information on Federalist 62 to you? You can send it at info at edbellisinc.com. Okay. Is that information what you just said on that website? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just I'll, go to the I'll, corporate site and just hit uh, okay. contact there. I'm going to send you the whole, what I'll do is send you the, this is a small, it's only a couple pages long, uh, number 62. And I will I highlight the what I just read in a paragraph. I might even highlight the paragraph after that because it explains even more. I only gave you the guts of what we were talking about. So I appreciate you guys giving me the time to do that. And thank you guys very much for educating our fellow Americans. And uh, let's see what we can accomplish before it's too late. Thanks for your uh, patronage uh, and for being a loyal listener. And um, appreciate uh, the compliments. Spread the word about um Edie Bellis, the organization that is actually doing this as a public service because we believe uh, so passionately about how, uh, how, how rapidly this is changing. And so when we come back, we're going to look at um, something that's really coming into play finally, which is the air up there, the Affordable Care Act information reporting requirements due at the end of this month, actually, or potentially penalties of $500 a form. And uh, we're going to talk about what organizations, and in particular municipalities, should be doing to solve this problem. We'll be right back. Edie Bellis is a healthcare reform consulting company with valuable information that is up to date and easy to understand. We have solutions to manage compliance, minimize penalties and taxes, and all other options. Check out healthreformexplained.com. Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomenandatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Are you a business owner? Owner seeing your bottom line squeezed by rising health care costs? I'm Sean McGuire and I founded ED Bellis Healthcare Consulting to provide health reform consulting so that your business does not get caught off with all the uncertainty in Washington. 
I was there on Capitol Hill when the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare, was created, and I have read the entire bill. Let me guide you through the maze of the American bureaucracy as you adapt to changing government rules and regulations that will impact your organization regardless of size. I offer custom services, including cost reduction strategies, training seminars for you and your employees, and strategic planning to help you prepare for the future. Regardless of what the Supreme Court decides, this issue is here to stay. Contact me today for a free consultation at www.healthreformexplained.com. That's www.healthreformexplained.com. At E.D. Ballas, we know healthcare. are we going to New Hampshire? We're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Uh, movie uh, buffs might remember the movie The Air Up There. Remember Kevin Bacon, The Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Probably the one movie that he's in that he has probably absolutely nobody uh, that's connecting him to. Yeah. You remember that game, uh, movie, The Air, up there? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I wrote that column a while ago on Health Reform Explained. Go ahead and check it out. You can also see uh, information on the IRS reporting deadline as well as how to avoid March Madness. Uh, March Madness is coming up. We'll be filling out our brackets. I must uh, say it was nice seeing Marquette win. Um, <laughs> down at the clink the other week. But, oh, that was yeah, frustrating. Um, but the air up there um, is in reference to the Affordable Care Act information reporting um, situation. And businesses over 50, uh, 250 have to file these things electronically. And it's turning out to be quite a difficult situation. People can't get them done in time. And... Um, the, the IRS is actually taking months to get them their designation because this is not as simple as just uploading your uh, filling out the forms and scanning it and emailing it into the to the government. There's very, very tight, specific uh, data points that they need to capture in order to populate the reports. And well, there's only one company I know that can actually assist and deliver. The, right. The, I mean, there are some others, but. They're There's called only, amateurs. Yes, we're the professionals. Edie Bellis Inc. Right, but this AIR thing is, as I've been talking to people, it's almost as bad as Healthcare.gov because their situate the, the IRS's uh, own system keeps crashing as the people are trying to upload this at the same at the uh, last minute. So. so what you're telling me is we have another Healthcare.gov fail. That's what we're hearing. Oh brother, could they actually get it? Right, one time. Oh wait, the government fails at almost everything. Let's listen to that other uh, Hillary Clinton ad. That'll cue up uh, Patrick, who's uh, waiting on the line here on America's Healthcare Challenge four zero two three four two twelve ninety because there is a line open. Uh, let's listen to this ad. And I want to share a quick story to tell you why this is so important to me. This is a letter from someone who's here, and. She gave me this letter. That I can read about it. She has to take a brand name drug. She's been taking it since the early 1980s. At that time, back in the 1980s, for the same drug, it cost approximately $180 for 10 shots. The latest refill she received from her pharmacy was $14,729.99 for the same 10 vials. And you wonder why healthcare costs are so expensive. Uh, Patrick here on America's Healthcare Challenge. Thanks for taking the time to call in. How are you, my friend? Well, I'm doing well. Thank you for for hearing me out here. You may or may not agree with what I'm going to say, but uh, New York Times here about a week ago, they had a little article 
that stated that approximately 60% of all Americans, young kids, uh, young adults, people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, of course, up into their 80s, are on some sort of pharmaceutical uh, drug, okay, which is amazing. I mean, it's, if you think about that. And personally, I was in the health insurance business for over 30 years, and I saw I saw what happened on a firsthand basis. These pharmaceutical companies, uh, they own the AMA. Nobody's going to say it, but I will. They own these doctors. They program them from the time they're in med school at Creighton and the Med Center and elsewhere, John Hopkins, to have a pill for everything. And if you look at where they're borrowing a lot of their money for, uh, to get through medical school, and it's legal. I'm not, I'm not even saying it's unethical. They, they get it from the pharmaceutical companies. They're not going to the banks or the government anymore. They're going to the Pfizer, so on and so forth. Um, I'm literally saying on the air that they are programmed to have a pill for every malady you may have or may think you have. And we've become a drugged uh, country dependent, uh, going down to our five and six years old in, in, in grade school up to our people that are that are on Medicare and in their 80s on some sort of a pill to, 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 to help us if we're not feeling well. Well, because we're looking for that magic potion, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Have you ever noticed if you've been to the doctor, God's blessed me with pretty good health. I don't talk about myself, but Oftentimes, I know they do this. They've got that one book. It's a manual, but if they're not quite sure what they're dealing with, you give them the symptoms, they'll disappear for about five minutes, and they'll come back with a prescription. Uh, you, you get the, I call it a malady, a symptom, and then they've got a pill for it. And it's it's what's going on is crazy. It's absolutely insane. Uh, I, I don't know how to stop it. Maybe if you, I'm a conservative person. If they were forced to have go into competition and list, for example, what the cost of Prozac is for for every pharmaceutical company, that in its nature would would have a tendency to drive the uh, the cost down for men that have prostate problems. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. there's no transparency. No transparency. Put put it all out there on the web. And if if you need something for uh, a pill for diabetes or or high blood pressure, or prostate problems, or if you're obese, so on and so forth, um, make them compete, okay, by listing what they're charging uh, the American public out there. It's just a thought, but the politicians, unfortunately, are also bought and paid for, and I've run politicians around all my life. Uh, I've been in a game for a long time, and most of them, quite bluntly, uh, they're bought and paid for. They're going, to, they're going to answer to those special interests that have put them into office, whether you're on the far left or far right. And these pharmaceutical companies, you have no, I forget what the figure is. They, they give an inordinate amount to, to our elected officials, uh, not just in the federal government, but, but, but uh, here locally also. They keep their hand in the game. Well, Patrick, and, I, I just want to interrupt you right there, but, you know, I will tell you this. Uh, one of the things that we have been working on uh, with uh, some different healthcare insurance organizations were to also include uh, what drugs would be uh, covered uh, under an insurance plan. You could, act, if you had your uh, drug prescription name, uh, you could actually plug it into the website and it would tell you what plans were covering it. And at what cost? And so I, I hear exactly where you're going with that because that goes right along with what we've been talking about for the last three or four years, and that's being transparent in all aspects of health care costs. Well, you, you have to also keep this in memory here. I don't want to take over your show, but uh, I'm being factual with you. My father's deceased, but he sat on the board of Mutual United of Omaha when they were the largest health insurance company in the world, okay? Right. Not Omaha, not Nebraska, in the world. He was on the inside. And the, this is a statistical fact. The last 10 years that they were in the health game, and they got out because they were losing their butt, and I'll say it on the air, okay? They don't sell health insurance anymore. Anyway, 
they were raising their prices double digits uh, the last decade that they were that they were marketing their health insurance products 11 12 13 14 percent and they still were losing frankly millions of dollars the media here in town won't cover it because it doesn't make the company look well but here you have a selfish quote uh, health insurance company that's raising the cost unquote the patients and they're losing a fortune. Now, what am I leading up to? Without that, without that built-in monitor, a health insurance company uh, keeping somewhat of, a, of a control over these pharmaceutical companies, that helped to keep the cost down. When the health insurance, when Obamacare came along, that was one of those breaks uh, was taken away. In other words, you don't have a Aetna or a John Hancock or a New York Life for or a mutual of Omaha or whatever, or principal there, uh, <coughs> questioning uh, the meds that one of their policyholders is taking. See where I'm coming from? And it helped keep the cost down. That's not that's basically not going on anymore because the insurance companies don't have an incentive to do it. You know why? Because the federal government, which is us, is paying for it. And we don't have the money to pay for it. You've seen nothing yet, my friend, and don't take offense on this in your program. You will not believe what's going to happen to the health game. Uh, it's going to be so out, far out price for everybody. You'll be, you'll, you'll have to pay a ten thousand dollar deductible to have your a two two inch scar over your kid's knee uh, uh, taken care of uh, as it keeps going the way it is. So, uh, who's monitoring the cost? No one is. Edie Ballas does for organizations that they work with, but yeah, nobody well, else is. Yeah. Okay. Yes, but. You, you need some. You need an automatic built-in uh, guidance system that says we're not going to pay that. That's too much money for for that operation. I broke my wrist here about two years ago. Fell off a ladder. I went to the med center. They treated me 110 uh, percent. The bill was over 10 grand. I didn't even have a, a, a cast put on the thing. And I, uh, I mean, it, it's it's amazing what's going on out there. It's almost eleven thousand dollars. <laughs> that's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, but but that, that, that's, that's just one example that I'm generalizing on. And you have seen nothing, nothing to, to where it's going uh, down there. The premiums are going to continue to go up. You're going to have much, much higher deductibles. And then your service is going to be even more questionable. Uh, you've got Canadians coming down here on a regular basis that have the wherewithal for health care. And they're, quote, a socialized uh, uh Right, and if you and and we had actually a discussion about the Canadian healthcare system last week on the show. Okay, I did. And, and if you want, go to our SoundCloud SoundCloud page uh, for more information about that. It was with Sally Pipes, the CEO and president of the Pacific Research Institute. Patrick, thank you so much for your call, Sean. We'll be right back here on America's Healthcare <laughs> Challenge with our final thoughts. Um, gosh, uh, pretty uh, interesting prediction, but I can't say that I. Uh, disagree with them. I, think yeah, I don't right disagree with it. So uh, maybe we'll do some of our predictions uh, here at the bottom of the hour. Work for you? Yeah, All absolutely. Right. All right. We'll be back. This is America's Healthcare Challenge online at healthreformexplained.com and back right after this. Are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information. Do you like being the smartest person in the room? Go to healthreformexplained.com and learn about being a licensed Edie Bellis healthcare consultant. Know enough about Obamacare to be dangerous because you'll be personally trained by me, Sean McGuire. Click healthreformexplained.com. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. 
Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Uh, certainly is a challenge, uh, such as, uh, according to Forbes this week, uh, certain ACA plans limiting choices in doctors um, in their provider networks. Uh, we've talked about that on the show before, and it's starting to happen. As yeah, well. did you think that that wasn't going to happen? Right, right. <laughs> I mean, come on, we've been predicting that for three years now. And so, it's been happening over the last three years. Do you see how enlightened you can be uh, listening to the show? You're going to know information probably two years before it actually happens, if yeah. you actually care. Yeah. You know, but some people like to be in the know. That's right. And that's why this is the place to be for everything on health care reform. Uh, we've talked about the, uh, the health care plans this week. Any final articles that caught your attention, Alan? Uh, yeah, there was one. Uh, in uh, the hrmorning.com website, so human resources, uh, the ACA, a U.S. district court ruled that you can simply be or you can be sued for simply reducing an employee's hours. In fact, there was a lawsuit in the Southern District of New York that said uh, they, they the employees filed a lawsuit against Dave and Buster's, and they filed under ERISA Section 510. ERISA, yeah. That said, uh, you cut our hours below 30 hours to avoid having to pay them a health, uh, having to offer them health insurance per the ACA. Uh, so now the Southern District of New York ruled in favor of the employees. You can file a lawsuit under a RESA Section 510, which really only covers retirement plans. But this Southern District Court says it now can be applied to all kinds of different benefit plans. So I thought that that really caught my attention, uh, along with the S-1697 legislation on removing the IRS requirements that ban HRAs. One of the things was um, a GAO study that came out, I guess, a week ago, healthcare.gov, passive on heading off fraud. And if you recall, remember one of the ways that they said they were going to offset, a.k.a. pay for the Affordable Care Act was by reducing fraud in the system. And right. Government Accountable, uh, Accountability Office, which is the watchdog for um, the you know our government created by Congress, has says that uh, they basically just stopped short of alleging widespread cheating in the, uh, the plan. They found that the administration has struggled to resolve eligibility questions affecting millions of initial applications and hundreds of thousands of consumers were actually approved for benefits, uh, maybe if they didn't qualify. This is your taxpayer dollars at work. Well, and I think, too, um, I saw an article, uh, Dr. Siegel from uh, Fox News Mm -hmm. uh, was going and talking about the Trump health care plan, and he said, uh, it needs more flesh on its bones, but at first glance, it's not as reckless as his opponents. Both huge Obamacare critics say it is. Trump promises to reverse some of the damage Obamacare has done to Dr. Siegel's patients and myself. I believe if he's elected, he'll try. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I'm starting to come around to Donald Trump a little bit more, but I'm not sh- I'm not all the way there. So if you know me, tell me why I should support Donald Trump, because I still can't figure it out. You will. You will. <laughs> it's time to get on the train. Uh, this is America's Healthcare Challenge. Thanks so much for your time here this week. We hope you check out our SoundCloud page, uh, Google uh, or Google Edie Bella SoundCloud. It should come up, or, or America's Healthcare Challenge, or hashtag America's Healthcare Challenge, because there's uh, we're the only ones controlling that hashtag. So that's right. That's you know that's pretty good. So we'll see you next week.